Welcome to our podcast. I'm joined by Kevin Yaney, the author of the 4th of July trilogy, which are historical fiction novels set at the time of the Civil War. In your books, the main characters, George, Chester, Reverend Turner, and Will, are all a part of the military unit known as the Iron Brigade. What can you tell us about this brigade? Okay. Well, the Iron Brigade. Um, let me just first maybe explain what a brigade is. So there are units uh, within the military, and in mm-hmm. the Civil War, this is the way they were put together. Um, your first kind of basic unit was a, a company. Okay. And a company was about 100 men. They were put together from a local area. Okay. So, for instance, in the book, you'll see that Reverend Turner and Chester and George uh, join with a group from Richmond, Indiana, yeah. known as the Richmond Grays, um, and they were just local guys, neighbors, friends, yeah. classmates, and they got to they, they were instructed to get their numbers up to about a hundred and then go to Indianapolis. So they would recruit family members, brothers neighbors so that they get to their hundred yes and that formed a company okay and then the company would be assigned to a regiment Mm -hmm. and a regiment was 10 companies okay so if you had a hundred in a company you now had a thousand right in a regiment regiments were uh put together by states okay so um in indiana well with all of them but in indiana the 19th uh, volunteer infantry regiment was a part of the Iron Brigade. Okay. Well, how? But how did they get that name? The Iron part. Well, the Iron Brigade came about uh, right before the Battle of Antietam, and there was a fight. And uh, actually, George McClellan. It's it's attributed to George McClellan and Joe Hooker, two of the generals on okay. the Union side. And uh, they were standing as they, as McClellan, the story goes, McClellan said, they're standing like iron. They're okay. standing like iron in face of the, the fire that, yeah. that's happening to them. So, okay. yeah. So a brigade is a, uh, several regiments. Okay. And it can be any number of regiments that are formed. In their case, the Iron Brigade was originally made up of three Wisconsin regiments. It would be the 2nd, the 6th, and the 7th, Wisconsin, and the 19th, Indiana. Okay. And uh, so those four units um, became uh, the initial Iron Brigade. Okay. Later in the war, uh, after the Battle of Antietam, their numbers were so decimated um, that they added uh, the Michigan 24th to them, and they were with them when they went into the fight in Gettysburg. Okay. Yeah. So brigades were really kind of the, um, the the main fighting unit in the Civil War on both the North and the South. Okay. Um, each company was given a letter. So there were 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And you got letters A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. They did not have I, okay. but they had J. And the reason they did not was I looked too much like J when they wrote things quickly. Okay. So they... They eliminated I, and they just had J. So uh, yeah, you were you were assigned. Your company was assigned okay. a letter. So you might, and then um, go on from there. Brigades 
were assigned to um, some sort of a corps. Okay. And then corps were assigned to armies. Mm -hmm. So um, it was uh, the Army of the Potomac was the main fighting uh, unit in the east. Okay. And uh, for the Union side. Mm -hmm. And the Army of Northern Virginia was the main fighting unit uh, for the Confederates in the east. And but they had uh, usually uh, the Confederates would name them after, um, uh, interestingly, after states. Okay. And the northern uh, groups wouldn't name them their armies after rivers, bodies of water. Uh, usually, usually yeah. that didn't always hold true. Sure. But um, but that's that's the way that they they uh, they organized hmm. themselves. So anyway, yeah. Um. So. Here's the thing about the Iron Brigade. They became quite famous uh, because of the battles that they fought in. Okay. So they were involved in um, their first real conflict came at what's known as Second Bull Run or Second Manassas happened Mm -hmm. in 1862. Um, They also were involved shortly after that in the fight at Antietam. Okay. And it's at Antietam that they really... uh, took a licking Mm. um antietam we've talked about this before the bloodiest day in uh in the history of american warfare uh there were more casualties that day than uh any other day but uh after the battle of antietam um there were 2500 members that started that day in the field and only 500 of them survived wow and this we're talking the iron brigade the iron brigade yeah yeah started with what was that number 2,500 started One, the two, day, took the field that morning, and only 500 were left wow. by nightfall. So 2,000 of them were either killed, captured, uh, missing in action, yeah. or injured to the po- point, uh, wounded to the point that they could they not return know. to the field. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's uh, so after that, that's when the Michigan 24th was added to okay. them. Their numbers were bolstered. The, they, uh, they, they did take part in other uh, conflicts later that year in um, in in Virginia mm-hmm. Chancellorsville uh, in particular they were a part of that not didn't see uh, any um, combat during that time mm-hmm. but um, shortly after that Lee started with the uh, the um, Army of Northern Virginia decided he would attack uh, Pennsylvania okay. he would take the war north. And um, eventually that led to the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. And Gettysburg was a three-day battle. The Iron Brigade was involved in the first day of that battle, some of the initial skirmishes in that battle. And again, they really suffered a lot of losses. Uh, In fact, uh, we were talking about the Indiana 19th. Mm -hmm. Um, On the first day, July 1st, um, 1863, There were uh, 308 men that were part of the Indiana 19th, Mm -hmm. part of the Iron Brigade, that took the field that morning. And by the end of the day, um, 210 of them were lost. Wow. Including the general. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Solomon Meredith was part of – he was the uh, uh, initial – um, Colonel mm-hmm. who was in charge of the Indiana 19th. He had worked his way up to being the um, major or the brigade, brigadier general in charge of mm-hmm. the Iron Brigade. Okay. And he was that day um, wounded in the head mm. um, and um, 
and was was sent back home. He yeah. was never right again. But uh, yeah, they they really lost a lot of their uh, their unit uh, in Gettysburg. Um, in fact, if you go to Gettysburg, there is uh, up on McPherson's Ridge. You, uh, go down by the uh, the Lutheran Seminary and find mm-hmm. McPherson's Ridge. You will find a um, a monument to the Indiana Nineteenth. Wow! You'll find a monument to the Iron Brigade. Mm. Um, and and they were revered because they, I mean, obviously they lost a lot of lives, mm-hmm. but because they kept coming back or how how did yeah, that Yeah, well, they were known they, they were known as the Black Hat Brigade. Oh. This is very interesting. Yeah. So a lot of times we think of uh of a, a soldier in the in the Civil War and they have this uh I don't know, it's it's like a um um it, it's called a kepi hat. Okay. It's got a short bill in the front and it's mm-hmm. flat on the top and it kind of looks like a baseball hat that's been chopped in two. Okay. Okay. Yep. And uh, they actually wore a a felt hat, a brimmed hat, mm-hmm. and one side was folded up. Okay. It had a bugle emblem on the front. Mm-hmm. It had an eagle, on a brass eagle on the side. And um, that had to do with, um, well, go back to when they were forming companies. Mm -hmm. There was no uniform at first. And a lot of these these, um, West Point leaders, their officers, Mm -hmm. um, decided they really needed to look alike. Yeah. So there was a... um, I'm assuming so they could tell people apart well absolutely at a glance you know plus you you know when you look alike when you're together you look more like a team you know you're yeah and you need to be able to to, camaraderie if you're shooting at somebody know whether they're friend or foe yeah Yeah. which one do i shoot yeah because everybody looks like a farmer that's right you know that's right yeah yeah so um one of their um early leaders in the brigade is general john gibbon ordered them all to wear the same uniform and there was actually a revolt in the iron brigade they hated the uniform uh he but he had um you know he issued them uh the black hats that we Mm -hmm. talked about Mm -hmm. um the the coats that they would wear their wool coats Mm -hmm. um in the north they wore wool in the south they wore cotton oh because cotton was Mm -hmm. plentiful in the south so butternut you talk about butternut or in gray Mm -hmm. those were cotton uniforms and the northern guys wore wool yeah um but uh their leggings uh they had um they had special leggings that they especially hated um and there was a, a revolt at one time where they um they took him off on a march and just threw him in trees. And General John Gibbon uh, ordered them that if they were not found with their layings, they would it would be taken out of their pay. Wow! And uh, anybody who was not found with the leggings on would you know be charged this. And yeah. so in the middle of the night, some prankster took their leggings and put him on John Gibbon's horse oh. <laughs> on all four legs of his of the horse. And when he came out the next morning, there they were. Oh, That's the story that was told, at least. But yeah, they were they were known for their fierce fighting. Okay. They got the name Iron Brigade mm-hmm. because of the fierce fighting, yep. and they stood up against some of the the most feared um, um, brigades of the Confederacy. Yeah. For instance, uh, Stonewall Jackson, Thomas Stonewall Jackson's 
uh, famed uh, Stonewall Brigade mm-hmm. they faced off with at in their first fight in Second Manassas and held them at bay. And um, and so there was there was some things that they did. What they did at Gettysburg um, was commendable. I mean, they they won the first part of the day. Yeah. But later on, they were um, they were surrounded, and that's mm-hmm. where their their casualties uh, came in, and they were just decimated. Part of this, too, Selena, is not only were they volunteers, but much of their leadership were volunteers yeah. too. And so um it's why sometimes uh the casualties got so large. Yeah. So for instance, I I mentioned um I mentioned Solomon Meredith. Solomon yeah. Meredith um was their brigadier general at Gettysburg and he mm-hmm. was wounded. But prior to the war, Solomon Meredith was he was a politician. Okay. So when you formed a company you uh, voted on your officers. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to lead you? So you needed a company and you needed a captain, a couple lieutenants, you needed yeah. a, a, a couple of sergeants and a corporal. And so how they did that was they just took a vote. Yeah. Okay, so if your husband looked like he was he was captain material. Yeah. And they just put his name down. They put his name down and he became a leader. Wow. Now, when you go to war... And you're leading men into battle, and you really don't know what you're doing. Right. There's a couple things that will happen. You might do the wrong thing, yeah. and you're going to get a lot of people slaughtered. Yes. You might freeze. Yeah. And a lot of that happened. A lot of times, people just didn't understand that they needed to act and they needed to act now yeah. because a general gave you an order and you needed to follow it. And a lot of times they were like, we just, we just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That comes out in the book in, uh, in, in um, the first book uh, where you're, you're talking about uh, what happened at, um, uh, at a junction where um, the, the Confederates are raiding, it's Jeb Stewart's cavalry, mm-hmm. and, and they are raiding uh, a train station. And there are there are guys, there are Union soldiers in the woods, and the leader just doesn't have what it takes to tell his men to fight, to fight, to go yeah. after them. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of that that happened. So yeah. um, a lot of political appointments, and a lot of people don't realize this. It seems so odd to us. But if you were going to become an officer in the Union Ar- Army, mm-hmm. it had to be voted on by Congress. Wow. So if you, yeah. And so there was a lot of political wrangling. Hmm. Remember at the beginning of this war, people just thought there would be one big battle and it'd be over yes. with. And so a lot of people uh, with political aspirations thought it would look great. It'd be great on my resume. Yeah. If people for the rest of my life called <laughs> knew, me, called yes. me colonel. Yeah. You know, and knew that they I was. They knew my name. Yeah. And they knew I was a soldier. Wouldn't that be great? And people mm-hmm. would vote for me. Yeah. Well, the war lasted a lot longer than just one fight. Yeah. And a lot of these people lost their lives because of it. Right. So anyway. Goodness. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. If you want more information on Kevin Yaney and the 4th of July trilogy of books, go to www.4thofjulybook.com. For Kevin Yaney, I'm Selena Helvey.